Now we're going to get into the tech talks with the John Chi Show. Yeah, there's a whole new thing about NFCs I've been watching online where you can get these little stickers, really cheap stickers, and put them in anywhere you want. And that can be like a trigger with your phone, and it'll do something. You can actually in your iPhone uh, trigger stuff like um, play your favorite podcast or, you know, things like that. I thought you guys were talking about NFTs, <laughs> non-fungible NFTs. tokens. Gotcha. All right, well, that's been Tech Talk with the John Chi Boys. Here we go. You're listening to the John Chi Show. Hosted by three Korean-American adoptees diving headfirst into what it means to be adopted, Korean, American, and more. And now, here's your hosts, Nathan, Patrick, and KJ. Welcome to the John Cheese Show. It is I, your favorite host, Patrick. Slash here dictator. with my always reliable, <laughs> incredible co-hosts, Nathan and KJ. Fellas, tell them what's up. Hello. All hail to the Patrick, the dictator of the podcast. We are doing just. If you guys are gonna Patrick gas me up says. like that, I'm gonna keep. <laughs> if you guys are gonna give me that fuel, I'm gonna drive all the way to the supermarket and back. So, and I'm gonna come back with groceries. Well, I notice you guys always say it is I this, you know, when you're like introducing the show, and I'm always like, oh, what? I never say I. There's no. It's the it's the formal way of saying no, okay. it. Yeah. Tis I. Tis we I. speak in Chondemao. We don't oh, speak in Bamao for the podcast mm. listeners. Um, for those listeners, uh, KJ, why don't you tell them what Janchi means really quickly? Janchi means to feast or to celebrate. Uh, it's probably an older Korean term, but that's what we're saying. That's what we're using. That's what we're doing. Feasting and celebrating. Janchi. Heyo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Um, we are back with another edition of the Korean Culture Dictionary. John Chi Boys Read. John Chi Boys Read. That's a good, that's a good segment. Hashtag John Chi Boys Read. Hashtag John Chi Read. I don't know. Listeners, you figure that one out and tag us in that post. Um, but this week we are talking about family structure and etiquette in Korean society. Um, Nathan, what was something about the family structure in that little, uh, a little aside that we read that you stood yeah, up Yeah, well, in, in this uh, Korean culture dictionary that we're reading here, uh, it had some interesting structure, which we kind of already knew that we were talking about. Um, you know, the eldest son being the the one who wears the pants in the Korean family, I guess, specifically, is how it, it puts it. Um, because it, it does come from a male-dominated society back in the day, so... Um, the eldest son, which this is the part that we were discussing earlier amongst ourselves, is about how to say it. The Changnam, um, the major pillar of the family, uh, received the preferential treatment. So uh, if any of you are the eldest son, you probably know. I mean, think about uh, royalty and, and stuff like that, too. It's always the eldest son who becomes king, right? So Indeed. There you go. So Indeed. There you go. Nathan, you are technically not. The I Jungnam am the youngest male. However, youngest. Uh, oh, but he's the Changnam of the Janchi boys. So that's true. You know, he's the <laughs> oldest and true. the littlest. That is true. <laughs> what about you, KJ? What was something that caught your eye here? I mean, I feel like we had talked about this previously in our Yu-Gi-Oh episode. Yu I felt like this really tied into that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's never gonna stop in my head, which is real unfortunate. Um, I think the thing that was interesting to me was uh, up until the Goryeo dynasty, the women's status in the family was on par of that of the men. So um, that's the dynasty right before the Joseon dynasty. The Joseon dynasty may or may not be like one of the 
longest running dynasty certainly that is like the most recent dynasty um until we get into i guess quote unquote modern korean history so um it was pretty pretty common and then the chosen dynasty came and i don't know if Yu-Gi-Oh uh was just like super enforced by the Joseon dynastic rulers or what but um that's when the separation of men male and female really uh became a big deal and then i was also interested in the uh seven valid vices that serve as the ground for divorce or mm-hmm. the chilgo chiak um chilgo chiak yeah. so that's women are uh, oh, these are the seven reasons that a husband could legally divorce his wife. It can't go the other way around, according to this. Um, women are disobedient towards in-laws. They're unable to bear a son, which isn't their fault. Uh, adultery, jealousy, hereditary disease, talkativeness, and theft. <laughs> that, so, one, that one cracked me up a tad bit when I read that. I actually, I had to, yeah, I had to tell me. that to Allison. I was like, look, it's like equal parts funny and tragic. It is. Right? Like, it really is. I think it's it's uh, however funny I think it is. It is it has to be that tragic because yeah. like then you just know well, it's like they were just reaching for the reasons. They're just like uh all right theft <laughs> throw that in there. Um, hereditary disease yeah that should be probably mm-hmm. be a reason. Yeah, <laughs> just like what was happening. I want to be in that room like when people were like these are going to be the reasons. Like what was going on there? What was going yeah, through their so minds? So that's interesting. And then it goes on to talk about like how despite having their lower status, I don't know. I just feel like. Women had a lower status. Let's not try to like uh, mm-hmm. put lipstick on a pig here. That was just an unfortunate reality of times, and things are changing, right. changing now. So hopefully, it continues to to yeah. get better in Korea, and um, that there's more gender equality moving forward. But we're in America, and we're also fighting for that. So you know, it did talk about the turning point that that, uh, like you said, that times are changing and things are a little more modern these days. Um, and you know, that's a good thing. I think we are in a time period where we are experiencing these changes uh worldwide too i mean it's not like mm-hmm. it just happened you know thousands of years ago or hundreds of years ago these are all happening you know this century or i guess the 1900s i guess <laughs> you know yeah so, 20th century last century. yeah 20th century it's still it's 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 recent which is yeah. it's pretty pretty uh amazing so who knows yeah, what's gonna happen <laughs> Before we leave this and move on to Korean etiquette, I just wanted to say I so I've been Sarah and I've been watching Run On, uh, which is a it's a Netflix. I think it's a Netflix property, as I'm pretty sure Netflix has bought a couple of Korean uh, television production companies. Um, so I think Run On is a Netflix property, and it's interesting because Run On specifically seems the most progressive K drama I've watched yet, and I've only watched like three. So that, take it for what it is but um i'm pretty sure they imply that a couple has premarital sex and uh they imply that someone might be gay and uh the women are like super powerful and really fight up against um this Yu-Gi-Oh, you know that is deeply ingrained in the culture so it's just interesting like knowing that netflix is backing it you know financially and like trying to be like whoa they're trying to like ride the how you you know but like i don't know it's just i think it's not the worst thing um, that there are more progressive K dramas, and yeah. for them to be uh, right closer to, I guess, like an NBC property here in America is really exciting. Just to, you know, like sometimes it takes a thing happening in pop culture for people to love it, for actual right. like legal systemic change to occur in a nation. So um, K dramas quite teen. <laughs> and you have to assume who's watching these things too. I mean, the the fact that that the I'm sure there are some younger generation people watching these Mm -hmm. things. That's what we need is them to see this stuff and this change because they will be the ones that will be forcing the change. 
Yeah. Um, so if you have all these old school traditions in the shows, then you know you're gonna have people still following these to a point. So I don't know. I don't know what the demographic mainly is for K dramas, but I guess it depends on which K drama we're talking about. But I think it's probably pretty diverse yeah. now. I feel like I see everyone and their mom saying that they watch K dramas, <laughs> except for me. I watch one episode of multiple K dramas. <laughs> like yeah, I just <laughs> want the sampler. Stitch them More together. Than me, man. <laughs> Yeah, I just want the sample pack. That's it. Um, can I have the triple dipper? <laughs> <laughs> what about... Uh, which sauces do you want with that? <laughs> so, Patrick, when you started reading the next section about etiquette and stuff, uh, what did you think about that? Did you know about uh, the offerings section? I know that the like the two hands, like using both hands, was is very prevalent, but I guess I didn't really understand or know the full reasoning behind it. So it was nice to kind of learn a little bit more of why that was. Um, just as, you know, a sign mm-hmm. of respect. Um, and, uh, something that really made me laugh was to not touch an elder on their head. Yeah, I know. That yeah. Um, what? That, <laughs> what that gave that me, from? I know. That gave me a chuckle. <laughs> it's acceptable between friends, but must be avoided. <laughs> How many people are costs, going around touching people on their heads, you know? <laughs> well, it's obviously enough to where it's a, taken up a prominent section on the first mm-hmm. row of reason. <laughs> with of a photo, no for, less, too what you do with your hands but yeah i mean that was uh, i think that was just getting a little bit of foundational about Mm -hmm. why so like like when i see these acts happening in person um i know what's going on and i understand it's like why are you doing that and also so when i am meeting people in person i don't do the wrong thing Mm. like touch their heads an idea of (laughs) you just immediately reach for their forehead instead of going like this i'm going like this and just (laughs) that's really great for an audio medium can you explain that (laughs) <laughs> right. I was so for the listeners at home, <laughs> instead of using both hands and ha- holding palm up, I was palm down and coming down onto the head of an elder. Trying to uh, which push is rude them and down must be avoided. into their place yes. as below you because he is American. Well, I want them to take their seat. <laughs> I want them to take their seat so I can uh, then pour their so drink. So it's funny, the two, two-handed thing, I, I knew that that was a etiquette thing and it's it's so ingrained in my head to sometimes use one hand for things like when i pay for something mm. uh i i remember i can't remember i think it was it was at a japanese market because i know uh, uh, japan does that too where it's the two hand um kind of etiquette thing where you hand somebody that way and i just remember thinking in my head okay use two hands when i give things and not one but i had to consciously think about it because i'm so used to just handing something over to somebody with one hand and just here you go and it, if yeah. you think about it it's so it's so casual and so just here you go you're just almost forceful here's a dollar or here's something like this right when somebody you basically does just it, throw it at their face yeah, yeah exactly but when you do it with two hands and you know you kind of lean forward and hand it to them it, it definitely seems more polite and yeah i like that well especially in conjunction with like mm-hmm. the bow which we're probably going to talk about here nope. in a second but yeah it's just no nope, we're, we're not, not talking about bowing on the show <laughs> okay you're right we skipped we blasted past that i forgot uh no actually i think yeah i when i went to that korean restaurant i like specifically thought about it i was like i need to receive my credit i need to give and receive my credit card with two hands i did neither of those things uh, but also i was like oh man this is weird like as a disabled person it's fine like it just makes sense to just give something over with one hand but then like with two hands like it makes it super awkward for me because my arm is so much shorter and then i have mm-hmm. to like like t-rex it like a card over to someone and then i'm like definitely bowing just to like try to get the arm length out you know it's a whole it's a weird song and dance and yeah so uh it's an interesting thing um it says you can do it though with your hand underneath it too though 
So like yeah, supporting it. So can you I don't know. It's a weird it's a weird <laughs> it's a weird thing. I'm huh. I'm moving my arms and trying to make it feel natural and it's just not natural. Our producer Jerry left us a note in the chat saying there's also a level of respect correlated to how close your hands are. <laughs> so super formal, your fingers would touch. Like the like for the guests yeah. at home, fingers okay. touching. Just imagine your fingers um, touching together. <laughs> yeah. And then that's how it is. Kind of formal. You can put it at you can sort of put your other hand at the shoulder of the hand you're using to give something. Oh, okay. Uh, interesting. So it's like you're crossing, you're crossing, and then you're handing out. Interesting. Wait, it's what? It's like a... Am I doing that right? It feels right? very German Hail Hydra-y, but, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I don't get it. And yeah, you, I don't you, get put, it. When you put your hand on get your it. shoulders or your elbows. The closer Guys, together, is, the more that's respect. That's when I start getting... Yeah, it's, it's a little Sure. Okay, I get but, that. Um... The closer your hands are, the more respect you are passing along. Yeah. All right. So now let's go into another very visual topic: bowing. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to explain. This is a yeah. lot of visuals. We're gonna have to put this sure. one on. You can explain <laughs> what we're doing. That's fine. This. Yeah, that's fine. You can see Jerry chilling in the corner. Yeah. I think people know. It. I mean, they can visualize two hands giving something and two hands. I don't know. I another. just confess to my wife that whenever I read things or like try to imagine things, I like I can imagine the landscape of a thing in a book, but like the people are just. Basically, little more than mannequins to me. <laughs> so I have a terrible visual ability to see things in my brain hole. So, yeah, well, it's, it's a good great. thing this book uses Legos to show you how to bow. <laughs> I thought that was amazing, by the way, that they have little Lego figures. Dude, I wasn't prepared for the math. <laughs> or the trig, rather. I found that to be weird because a weird use because they talk about the ha- where you put your hand when you <laughs> bow, for the standing bow, which is crossed over your yep. belly button. But at the Legos, you can't yeah, cross true. your hands. You they have these little C arms that only go, <laughs> they only have one point of articulation uh, up and down. They need different. Uh, <laughs> so I laughed figure. about that. And so that's something I have witnessed as well. Um, if you've ever flown one of the airlines, the Korean airlines, I, I feel like almost every single time I've you know flown something like that, that the they are standing there with their hands across their bellies like that. It is very f- kind of almost formal uh, when they're welcoming you. So. And what is that bell? What is that uh, called in Korean? That type of belly bow? Bakop insa. Belly button bow. Sorry, the belly button That's just bow. Belly. Bakop insa. Bakop insa. Bakop insa. Bakop. Yeah. Well, even just the hands over the belly button posture is gongsu, the default form when adopting a polite mm-hmm. attitude. Says yeah. the book. So that's even without left hand over right hand for boys, right hand over left hand for girls. If you are uh, gender nonconforming, I don't know what to do. Like, right? pick, do something with your elbows, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Cross I think your you fingers. Can shoot. Yeah, no, <laughs> you like... can. You can cross. You waffle it. <laughs> Just waffle fingers. I, no, I hadn't uh, realized that though that there was a difference in left hand over right or right hand over left. Uh, that's an interesting. Thing to to remember i wonder why that why that is like that again just separation of gender or yeah probably goes back to that Yu-Gi-Oh. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh. <laughs> what kj how do you pronounce the standing yeah, the battle that's really hard for me because it's an r and yay combined Right, that's why I wasn't really understanding so, what I was trying to yeah. So we essentially have earlier. five standing gong, gong bows. Yeah, yeah, get ready for some trig, y'all. Here yeah. we go. Five standing bows, all at different degrees. Yep. 
Go ahead, so, KJ. <laughs> there is the Pankyongre, uh, which is the half bow. Bend your waist 15 degrees. This is used when returning a bow, uh, elder person to a younger person slash lower rank person. Uh, there is the Gyeongre, <laughs> which is the standard bow. This is 30 degrees when greeting someone older than you. No more. Not to be confused no with less. the Kyeongre. It's the big bow, big bow, uh, which is 45 degrees, which is, I mean, like, I don't know that I'm smart enough to <laughs> bow in 15 degree increments. I know, right? That's about like right so, here. And then 30, there 15. is the 90 degree or folder Thank bow. Thank you for those visuals, Also Patrick. the <laughs> uh, no Isik Actually, Jerry, do you know, is it, would it be pronounced Isik or Isik? Isik. If it's e at the front of a thing, like a like a we, e, Lishik. Okay, Lishik. So, because that particular combination of vowels at the end of a thing is often pronounced as a, so that's very confusing to me. So, Lishik Yongre, bend at your a waist folder bow. at ninety degrees. Performed at ceremonies, so this is uh, the big deal bow. All the way down. Try not to tip over. But it's still standing, which I think is important to say because yeah. there's also the yeah. sitting bow or the jor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so these these are the sitting bows, which are definitely more formal. I, I have only seen these when uh, I'd say the participants are wearing hanboks or some traditional mm-hmm. clothing. So it's it's definitely more formal. Jol, sitting bows. Kyungjul, uh, the full bow. Kyung. Kun, Kun. Full big bow. This is the most formal and polite of all the bows. It's uh, essentially when an elder um, who doesn't have to reciprocate the bow, this is where they would be bowing to them. Uh, the spouses, the ascendants the, within. This, this is kind of confusing. It just says. It's just up the family tree. You up just the bow. This is you yeah. just bow up the family tree to yeah. the eldest living person. A ceremonial type events, New Year's Day's rites. Uh, the next one, Pyongjul. 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 Pyongjul, yeah. the standard bow. So this is less uh, still uh, on your hands and knees uh, for the for the gentleman and the uh, lady is kind of leaning forward. Those things are sometimes really hard to bend in. So that's if you see these um, the pictures, which nobody is, can see because we're talking. Unless about. they bought the book and are reading along. <laughs> For the, the listeners who are reading along, we're on page. The ladies 60. are not bowing over as far because um, the dresses are harder to do. There's, I think, there's like a piece underneath it. It's just you don't yeah. go all the way down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's the standard bow, and this is when you're greeting someone older, higher rank. Um, it's very similar to the big bow, but you don't stretch your arms out in front. Um, and for you, the men, that's for yeah, the men, man. and you immediately come back up after your head touches the the back of your hand. Yeah, I feel like with the kunjo, the like full big bow, you just like basically get on the floor and then hang out there until someone says, "Okay, you can get up now." <laughs> but like with the pyongjo as a man, you like it's just a regular. It's the same movement, but you just right. like it's a proper bow, so you like yep. go down and then come back up. I feel like you see that one a lot in like pop culture and stuff, like yeah. media, like the really bow. I feel like no, the really not. big maybe bow. Not. No, well, like the standard bow, like you see, like because it looks the same as the kunjul, which is the big bow. 
but essentially just a slight. I just I feel like I don't ever see. But they get back up. I feel like I see somebody bow and then get back up. Yeah, I don't feel. I feel like I never see people do a sitting bow in uh, K-pop or Mm. K-dramas. Well, maybe I just watch the first episodes of many shows and then you'll you'll pair. All right, look, I'm not as wise as you, Patrick. Okay, I'm not as culturally that's right learned as the that's right. Okay, in the the three K. All hail Patrick, dictator. It's the Patrick is, show. We've rebranded. Yeah, Patrick, the dictator of the John Chi show. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, the I'm bun, fired. bunjul, I just got fired. half bow. So uh, this is performed as a return bow to someone younger. Um, students, friends, children, adults. It low-key looks like you just uh, ate too much at um, Korean barbecue and are getting the meat sweats. And like, you're sitting down. Just need to take a minute. Having trouble <laughs> getting one yeah. hand down, and you're like, oh, okay, that's oh. good. Uh, right. Okay, time to get up. And, and, gotcha. and there you go. You got about. So this book also has this little cool thing where it has a QR code I, uh, where you can scan it and it'll go to videos on YouTube of how the bows are done. So if did you scan it? I didn't. I was going to, but then I had to go upstairs and do something. So wow, I forgot. How to dare do it. you be a good dad? Jeez. But my point is, I, I'm going to do that right after this because I, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see. Because I think uh, you know, I've seen this firsthand i've seen a few of these at weddings Mm -hmm. um and i know they uh, you know they always do it um you know before sometimes you know giving money and stuff like that um the the big bow was actually done to my parents my adoptive parents the first time my biological brother met them at uh when he came over for my son's doljanchi and uh, they were here, and they said that they wanted to show respect to my parents when they met them, and that was they set them down so that my parents were sitting, and then they got on uh, the ground and did this this bow, and they um, it was very like I don't know it was very moving at the time because it was just showing mm-hmm. um, something that uh, again it was a, this form of respect that I didn't think about my brother wanting to do I guess I mean you know you show respect to when you meet people and stuff, but to actually show respect to my uh, adoptive parents for raising me um, is something I didn't expect them to do like that. Yeah. So it was it was a very interesting um, moment and uh, touching. So I wish something, it's definitely something I'll probably remember forever. So, And my parents will remember too. So. I actually really love the tradition of bowing because I think like it is so physical and like so physically puts yourself beneath another person. And mm-hmm. I wish that there was something similar to that in the west but there really isn't you know um we're all verbal yeah you know when it comes like affirmation yep. or stuff like even that. like when you say like in a drama show like oh don't make me beg for it and like no I'm, or like i'm gonna make you beg for it you know and then there's like you know like it's just not the same but like if you in a yeah. k-drama or something you're like don't make me beg for it or like i'm gonna make you beg for it then like the person literally gets down on their hands and knees in some type of bow or like bends themselves very far over to like the 90 degree at the waist bow you know it, like if you've ever done it it's re- a really humbling posture to take yeah. on you know so yeah yeah well that's why the that uh like the child's pose in yoga I think is like your kind of your comeback resting pose because it is like you're centering your power in that mm. way. I think as you do that, I so, don't, and I think of that in a bowing sense, I guess, when we, as we learned about it. You said child's pose, and I immediately th- went to happy baby pose, <laughs> which is not at all the same, I think, but 
Now I'm just imagining you and I don't Happy know what Baby. That one is. Happy Baby, you're on your back <laughs> and you reach your hands no. up to your oh, toes. Oh yeah. <laughs> sure. I know yeah. No, this is when you're pretty much in bow position mm. and you're on mm-hmm. like this. Oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have done Good yoga talk. so few times that I do not all I know is. I have done tables. yoga once, but Sarah <laughs> loves it. So between Sarah Emily really Yeah, between Sarah's it. yoga and the couple of times that I played We Fit Trainer. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and i've broken the track on my thing from laughter (laughs) laughing too loud (laughs) Uh, so then we the next section was interesting it started talking about uh eye contact which is something that um in all these photos of the sitting bow you're not making eye contact you're you're kind of looking down and and bowing so um the eye contact is interesting because it's talking about when you're like scolding somebody or or something uh, in Western culture, you always uh, say, "Okay, well, I'm scolding." You know, yeah, my, look at my, me when I'm talking. So look to at you. me when I'm talking to you. But in, Ugh, in Korean so culture, times. apparently, it's the opposite. It's like, how dare you look at me while I'm while I'm talking to you and yelling at you? So like, apparently, you're not supposed to look at them. Which I guess my my son is is definitely Korean because he never looks at me when I scold him. <laughs> so. Well, I feel like the eye contact can connote like defiance mm-hmm. like in the west like we're i think the the west is almost built on like this liberal defiance well or especially america is. being like yeah forget right. you other yeah. nations that we came from we're gonna do our exactly. own thing so where a lot of i feel like well in korea there's a lot of like shame and humility like you like to humble the people or humble yourself uh and not be so so overt and like going against uh whatever the thing is you know like if you're not the jangmen and or the jangmen jangma ju- wait is that right jangmen jangnam wopang jangnam style yeah <laughs> but yeah just going outside of that i feel like eye contact makes that more likely to happen cuz it's like well now i'm fired mm-hmm. up and i'm going to go back at you yeah Whereas you're looking down in a way, it's like you're receding yeah. from the... Or in the case whatever. of my son, just not listening. But, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you said he's Korean because he doesn't make eye contact, but it's because he's not exactly. paying attention. I think, that's, I think that's really the key on that one. You should just, like, yell both things at him. Be like, look at me when I'm talking to you. Are you looking at me while I'm scolding you? <laughs> just confuse just really confuse him. Like, I don't understand, Dad. <laughs> Dad, I don't get it. He's like, well, you're Korean and American, so... Figure it out. And a couple of other Figure things. Figure it out. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I also think it's like uh, like a predator thing, you know, like that eye contact mm. denotes intensity. Oh. So it's yeah, like sure. almost more animalistic that you like, you're going to stare down another predator. You know, it's mm-hmm. like that mental game. Yeah. That chess game of Noonchi, essentially. You Are know? you getting aggressive so, back right. with me with your eyes? Yeah. yeah. So mm. That was not new information to me, but it was good to be reminded of. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> oh, actually, I thought this was interesting. So there is a little, there's a little section of the book that just says, uh, talks about saving face. And I think that expression exists kind of in America or that sensibility exists in America where you like, especially in like high society or polite society, um, you know, where you like don't want to do something that is rude. And so sometimes you like won't outright say no 
you'll like have mm. to figure out a way around that so mm-hmm. that you're declining but it's like not because you don't like the person even if it's definitely because you don't like the person you're like not outrightly saying that or you don't correct someone in public you correct them in private you know what i mean like it's a whole whole weird thing but um yeah it's just an interesting thing to think about and it can make for some very uh windy conversations and uh you know a whole host of excuses in order to not say the thing that you really mean to say you know can lead to indirect communication i guess is what i'm looking for that's the term so yeah i thought that was interesting yeah just defer to your elders in the decision making process essentially (laughs) yes is what i read kind of yeah it's a whole it's a whole weird thing but i feel like if you're familiar at all with like the genteel South or the rich waspy North in America, you probably get saving face. But if you're a plebe, then it's mm. uh, you know maybe new information and is what it is. Just go watch some Gilmore Girls and you'll get it. So, <laughs> plebe. <laughs> that was a good echo. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if we're all caught up on etiquette, then we might as well serve up a warm yes, dish of food. Yes. So I. Cool. For the listeners I, at home, I'm, I'm receiving it with poop. two hands outstretched far <laughs> away from my body. Yeah, we have not uh, done some snacks uh, on our solo show in a while, so we thought we would break something open. Um, do we want to come back yep. with a... We need to take a break, break here. here, and then when and we come back, we will eat some food times. <laughs> All right, Woo. we are back with some tasty, tasty oh, what snacks. What is it? What Nathan, is it? What are we, I was going to ask you what are we what tasting is. today? Okay, oh. it is lote, lote butter coconut. It is a sweet biscuit. Mine does not have any Korean on it. it just says Neither butter coconut mine. since 1979. It has some French on it in the top left corner. It says ouvrir, which means open. I think in French. I think. You are always looking for that open sign. Yeah, I am going to open it where it says open. I never am. These look very good. Oh, there's lots of them in here. They smell very good. Okay, so these... This open sign sucks. I can't open it. Scissors, here we come. (laughs) This is reminiscent of of those other coconut crackers that we had. Have Um, we had other coconut crackers? Yeah, those really good ones. What? Oh, I mean, they had, like... I thought they had a coconut flavor to it. Um. Oh, he's talking about. Oh, I threw my box away. Dang it! Yeah, um, the Cosmic oh, Cracker. Oh, uh, okay. But these are thick. So already these coconut. Oh, yeah, but it had a coconut flavor to it. I feel. But. Okay, they do so have these a similar like, flavor. Uh, what do these look like? The butter. Not the not Ritz, but they look like the long. Best um, cookies. Biscuit cookies? Biscoff what? cookies. Biscoff. Like you get yeah. on Delta Airlines. Yeah, it's got some sugar on it. It's thick. It's it's not like super thin. Yeah, it's, it's got, got a little like ridges. It's got... Uh, oh, you, you taste like close on me crackers. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'll say that without a bunch mm. of food in my mouth. These do taste like close on me crackers. Very crunchy, see? Yeah. They're just thicker. Wow. They're very... They're much thicker than the close me crackers, but these would be really good with coffee. Yeah, it's got a good These snap. Good. Well roasted. Yep. Um, this is a proper um, biscuit. 
Yeah. I like it's not over. The close meat crackers are like crackers yeah. and there's a proper biscuit. So if you want something a little more substantial. But also like those close meat crackers had, I think, like little crystals of something. Oh, this also does. Never mind. Yeah, it does. All right. Yeah, it does. This one does, too. Definitely thicker. I, I, I'm i missing the coconut flavor, though, because it says butter coconut. I don't really taste a whole lot of coconut. Yeah, I it's more buttery butter. than than coconutty. Um, but uh, but it's got a like you said, it's got a good crunch. It's thick, um, and there's a lot of them in this one little package. Which the whole box was, I want to say the whole box was like twelve of these little packages. So so you get how many were in here? About fifteen crackers, twelve crackers, or something. Wait, one, two, three, four, about ten. Dude, oh, I have five. Left, how? So. <laughs> Keys. What? So, so you if want you want, top, top, you you want some stop. butter coconut crackers, a lot of them, these, these, this could be a good box to buy. <laughs> Don't come to my house, because I've already eaten them. Yeah, if you ever want to try anything, just stay away from Patrick. Yep. He will probably have already finished the thing that you want to try, and will be eating the thing that is already yours. I don't know. I think Lote is killing it. These are pretty tasty. Lote's got yeah. those sack mm-hmm. game on lock. I don't know why I struggled so much. Because you have to say five that, crackers but. in your mouth. That's why. <laughs> he's now done with his package. He's he, he's literally eating the last uh-uh. cracker. When it's the it's the one left. one bite after this one challenge the Patrick one bite challenge. He it's this, no you have to stuff the whole all package. fifteen crackers into your mouth. <laughs> this would be hard. Oh, yeah. This would be dry. Yeah. You Lots might die of crunch. A bit. Like yeah. you probably get your gums cut uh, up. Oh, if you cough. No ingredients, Ooh. but. You're done for. I don't know. You can look it up. Lotte butter coconut. Sweet biscuit. Sweet, sweet biscuit. Sweet, sweet biscuit. That's a new slogan for you, Lotte. For your butter coconut biscuits. I'm going to dip this in coffee or Nutella. Oh, Nutella? Mm -hmm. All right, let's get into ratings. Five coconuts. These are really good. I love the taste. I like that they're more substantial than equivalent size snacks of other Korean variety. What? Because usually they take the route yeah, of true. being lighter like the on the lighter side with less filling mm-hmm. or, yeah. It is. But this is it like is a, a substantial cracker, cracker a, which I enjoy. The, and yeah, there's a lot of them in not, there. So definitely that's a five. Not, you're not just getting like one in five there. for me. Um. That's pretty good. I'm going to give it a 4.5, only because I think I like the Kosami crackers better. It had mm-hmm. a little more flavor to it. These are good because they're they're still really thick and flavorful, but I think I think I like the Kosami's a little better, but I, I don't know. Again, that just shouldn't really affect the rating of this. I think it's it's still pretty good. It's a little dry for me, and it's, uh, that's why I'm wishing I'd had my coffee, so that's why I'm giving it a 4.5. It's almost a 5. Okay. Is your mouth Okay. Like, can you produce saliva in an effective Bruce. rate, Nathan? No, Nathan. Know. Me? I don't know. Oh. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm not worried about your mouth, Patrick. Actually, I'm a little worried for the other direction. And your mouth seems a little over eager to get, you know, eat food in it. But oh, I, I salivated the right things. So you, yeah. Ah, okay. That's that's the ticket. Good answer. All right. Um, I'm gonna give this a four. I think it's a good product. It's not an amazing product. Like. If Close Me is the perfect six out of five, um, then yeah, I think this gets about a four. Like Close Me, like 
like I said, it has that extra dimension, mm-hmm. and I think this could have an extra dimension if you could taste the coconut, but since you can't taste the coconut, it feels a little false advertising. I do like the thickness. Yeah. I like um, the snap. You know, it's roasted well, all those things that we that y'all have talked about. So it's, it's, not, it's not, like, incredible. It's not, like, blow your mind. I have to have this, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I'd say it's a solid four. Yeah. And to be fair, they do, they call it a biscuit. So a biscuit, mm-hmm. in my mind, would be thicker and more of mm-hmm. a... Um, something like this. The other one is Cosmic Cracker, so it is a cracker. So maybe that's the <laughs> distinction, too. I guess I don't like coconut mm. as much, so maybe that's why I okay. liked it a little bit more. Because I couldn't ah. taste the coconut. Oh, wait. But I do understand the false advertising bit. Of I it. think I'm getting a hint of it. <laughs> as you were, no, as you were saying coconut. So I think what you have to Ink. do is you have to really focus on what uh coconut flavor is and then jimmy neutron it while you're eating it and then you will get the slightest hint of it okay maybe on your lips after you have finished the whole package coconut 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 does that help do you taste it for the for everyone at home nathan his eyes are sealed shut he is Trying so hard to butter. imagine coconut t- flavoring. Yeah, butter and sugar. <laughs> I don't know. Did it smells Jimmy great though. I was trying to yeah. smell the coconut. It does smell good. Nope, don't smell the coconut either. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I give it a four. It's a pretty good product. Yeah, it's just not not perfect. I'd still eat them again. So and I will finish this package. I would. I would eat these. I would again. love to. I, I would buy a whole box. Now, and try we need again. to like create a list of all the things that would be we think would be improved with coffee, and then do an episode where we Ooh. try those things with coffee. Coffee and see if that talk. There we go. Improves. Coffee talk yeah. with Don Chicho. Copy. <laughs> what is that? Where are we from now? <laughs> coffee talk with Don Chicho. Yeah, but it's like New Jersey meets <laughs> Australia Cockney. or English. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I say. I, I don't do that. That's funny. Sorry. <clears throat> Well, we <laughs> make I, up my own country. <laughs> I'm making my own place, Nathandia. Nathandia, yes, good stuff. All right, well, uh, yeah. good talk. We'll move that on with great. our chapter. We'll move on to the next section. Thanks uh, for everyone listening to our solo oh, show again. Do we have a sneak peek? Sneak peek. A sneak peek. Yes, yep, we do. Sneak peek at the next chapter of the book. Oh yes. Jung and Han? We do. Jung and. Yeah, I mean, there's it's in the table of contents, bro. But if you're just listening along and you're not reading, oh. then. That's true. They so next see week. That. Sorry, in two weeks, what we'll be it? talking about Jung and Han. Something. I'm very interested. Jung very and interested. We've touched on Han briefly mm-hmm. before and in the past. But. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yes, we will get dive deeper into it, I think. Yeah, I feel like if there's four Korean well, words for you to know, there's Annyeonghaseyo, Kamsamnida, that's hello, thank you. That's just like for using. But then like to be like to really get into the culture of Korea, you gotta know Nunchi, you gotta know Han. I think those are like two of the big things you should know as a Korean uh, or a person interested in Korean culture. So I'm excited to dive in, to dive into one of those. Sounds good. I am in too. the meantime. You Check know us out it. on Facebook after party, where we talk and mingle virtually. <laughs> you can, of course, find us on all platforms at the John Chi Show. 
You can email us at johngshow at justlikemedia.com. I don't know why that was delayed. <laughs> and you can, of course, support for us Patrick. at johngshow.com backslash support. We also have some awesome resources that KJ so pleasantly put up online. Those are... Yes, thank you. For I mean, I displayed them. Patrick wrote most of them. Well, then thank Patrick you, Patrick, for the list. It's Good a John G. Boys production of research that Patrick has done. Good job by guys. Patrick and KJ. Nice. Yes, <laughs> I didn't do anything. Nice, I'm involved. <laughs> and uh, and of course, you can find me at No Walk Photo on Instagram. That's it. Next. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You can find me at Patrick in the world on Instagram. I also started another Instagram called Patrick Reads underscore. Uh, I am trying to read one book a week and then write about it a little bit on Instagram. So I just did Heart and Soul um, because I just finished that and it was amazing. And I highly recommend <laughs> that book to anyone by former guest Jen Frederick. But yeah, that's where you can find me. KJ? Uh, yeah, former guest, fellow adoptee, forever friend. Jen Frederick. Um, <clears throat> you can find me at KJ Relke wherever I want to be found on the internet, or if you want to find me in Texas, uh, you can also do that because I will be there Woo-hoo! soon. Texas. I or I will already be there. You'll probably already be there by the time this airs. It is 2201 East Hebron Parkway. That's What's your credit card number? Social Security. One, two, three, seven, four, five, two, nine. Your PIN number? Six, seven, 1249 uh, expires 0427 and the CVV is 000. I think that's right. <laughs> oh, that's I think, the most. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that random string of numbers was entirely believable. All right. That was totally believable. Um, but speaking of numbers, if you could also <laughs> head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a <laughs> <laughs> pad our numbers. With a rating, a review, a like, and subscribe, any of that, um, that would be really great. It helps us get more exposure for the show, and it's just really nice to see those messages come in. Um, I always enjoy it because, of course, as you know, yeah, I need to feed my feet. ego. Patrick's, so, Patrick's Lego, my ego. ego. hungry. Feed me, Seymour. I'm hungry. I'm Patrick's ego. Yes. What? <laughs> All right. Thanks for stopping by, Patrick's right. ego. Well, <laughs> we'll see you next week on the John Chi okay, Show. Okay, bye. Yeah.